Hello and welcome to another episode of Panda and Vyas discussing some issues. So today we're planning to have uh, one of our very keen followers and uh, one of my very close friends from school, uh, Arnab Das. He's going to come online with us. So it's going to be three of us who are going to uh, do today's episode. Uh, we'll have uh, four or five issues, uh, some very important uh, things going on in the world right now. So there's the Suez crisis, then there are the India-Bangladesh ties, and uh, also uh, there is going to be a special feature on the low productivity of the parliament. So uh, we're going to discuss all of that. And as I can see, Arnab has joined. So let me request Siddharth to come on line. He's here as well. Let's invite him. Okay. Hey, hi, Prasoon. Hey, hi, Arnav. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Hey, I, uh, just hold on. I think my Wi-Fi is a little crappy today. All right, all right. Uh, try to get some earphones if you have them. Hey, hi, Siddharth, are you there? Yo, hello, bro. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as Arnab is here with us, we'll get started. So uh, uh, what order do you want to do it in Panda? I think... Uh, I would uh, uh, request you to start, you know, uh, starting with that okay. parliament topic that yeah, we're yeah, discussing yeah. about. Definitely. So I think Arnab is going to join back in, in a couple of minutes. He's having some internet issues. So until then, uh, let me uh, start. So uh, the first topic that we want to discuss is the falling productivity of, of the parliament. So uh, productivity doesn't mean that sessions or sessions are discussion लेकिन जो पार्लियामेंट्री स्क्रूटनी है वो गिरती जा रही है तो इसके अंदर लेट्स uh, uh, मतलब ये एक ऑथर uh, है एमआर uh, माधवन हु इज लाइक द प्रेसिडेंट ऑफ पीआरएस रिसर्च इंडिया तो उसका एक आर्टिकल आया था सैटरडे के न्यूज़पेपर uh, में तो ही हैज कवर्ड अ फ्यू एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ द करंट पार्लियामेंट जो कि है uh, 16th uh, लोकसभा uh, uh, 16th लोकसभा है ना ये वाली 17th लोकसभा हां तो उसको 17th लोकसभा Mm -hmm. So Arnab is requesting again. Let me just invite him. So yeah. uh, he he's saying that uh, the budget budget session was curtailed ahead of time because it was lockdown lag gaya tha. Aur upar se, mm -hmm. uh, kuch parliamentarians they were affected by COVID-19. Uh, so hey Arnab, mm -hmm. just to catch you up, we are mm -hmm. discussing the uh, falling productivity of the parliament. Ya fir, matlab, jo, uh, Lok Sabha hai, wo, uh, mm -hmm. increasingly less amount of work kyu kar rahi hai. So uh, we are seeing that 2020-2021 uh, financial year, mein Lok Sabha sat for only 34 days and Rajya Sabha sat for only 33 days. And is, is Dauran, they passed 13 bills and none of them were referred to any committee for scrutiny. So uh, mm -hmm. as you guys know, uh, and uh, for the viewers that parliamentary committees play a key role in uh, in, in criticizing the bill, in uh, recommending changes. And uh, that is a key step where a lot of changes are made. For example, in the bankruptcy code bill, 
all the recommendations made by the committee were accepted and it helped make it a better legislation and that is why we are seeing all these faults with the legislations that are coming for example the delhi bill uh, which was passed without any scrutiny so uh, we are expecting the supreme court to then come in and strike those down as being unconstitutional but there are only so many laws which even the supreme court can strike down so 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 there has to be a balance of power there and the supreme court can't overreach so we can't expect it to strike down all the laws but uh, at the same time uh, it's it's the responsibility of the parliament to uh, to scrutinize uh, with enough depth all the bills so a uh, very important bills passed this time ek to delhi wala bill as i was just talking about second was the mines and minerals bill uh, which is uh, removing the ndus restrictions on mines then the third mm-hmm. one was the uh, national bank for financing infrastructure and development bill so uh, so this is infrastructure in agriculture then there was an insurance bill which is increasing the fdi from 49 to 70 right yeah exactly so so uh, there has been an increasingly uh, low reference to the committees just to illustrate that point in the 14th lok sabha which was the 2004 to 2009 there was 60% mm-hmm. of the bills referred in 15th lok sabha it was 71% so those were the two upa governments 60 and 71 and the two bjp governments it has been falling in the first time it was in nda one 27% and in this this term it is only 11% so fewer and fewer bills are being referred to the committees and single party hold of both the houses is enabling them to pass legislations without much scrutiny and uh, this is a cause for concern because india is a country jahan pe legislature is supreme so basically parliament has the supreme authority in india and uh, most of the actions are conducted via legislations and if we are not having enough feedback loops on the legislation then uh, th- that just means that uh, we are not going to have good legislation and in the end uh, it's the people who are going to get hurt so uh, arnab as we know uh, his 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 parent uh, works in uh, uh, the lok sabha so uh, i think he will have some good views on it so uh, we we will like to hear it from him so uh, yeah you are right about the decreasing trend of uh, referring the bills to the standing committees mm-hmm. but and one more thing uh, that we should keep in mind is that last year was a year that was totally different from all the years so right. whatever you said 34 days right it wasn't possible to run the parliament also because of corona so, so, so one more point there is that most of the parliaments of the world shifted to an online medium jiske andar matlab yeah. technology ko use karke lekin hamare parliamentarians kuch aisi breed hai ki uske sath technology bhi work nahi kar sakti to to indian parliament was not able to uh, you know leverage zoom to for for conducting their yeah. sessions and uh, they, they couldn't do it in person because many of them got covid so so you, you yeah. are right that uh, it was a, yeah. a different year but we didn't even leverage technology is my point and, and you know sabse badi cheez jo nikal ke aayi hai ki when you compare indian government with the foreign governments we had absolutely no infrastructure you know to go to go online no you know right. secured networks absolutely nothing people were working out of their personal laptop but when you compare it with other <laughs> governments or yeah. for example i get to work with the us government they have a very secure system so right, of course it, it just brought out all the deficiencies that we had in terms of information you know security or the technology setup that we had within the government i think great point yeah 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 so uh, panda do you have uh, 
something yeah, I have multiple points uh, actually okay. uh, i just want you to bhai attack gaye multiple points kehte <laughs> in terms of percentage what was the standing bro your your internet is your internet broke off so so can you just go back 10 seconds hello ha huh, and just go back 10 could... seconds Could could you please uh, first quote me the data that you had referred that bills referred to standing committees for Team Lok Sabha? I just want to note that down. Yeah, sixty, seventy-one, twenty-seven, and eleven. So these four numbers. Seventy-one, twenty-seven, and eleven. Twenty-seven and eleven. Cool. Okay, so uh, let's start with technology part. So I mm-hmm. would you know not blame technology too much uh, since I think so. using that technology there was this outroar that was caused i think so back uh, in the last parliament session you know uh, mlas were caught uh, mps were caught watching uh, pornography in the parliament so apart from that let's let's leave that aside yeah this is one thing you know uh, that, that is one thing ki uh, technology leverage see it is not only about the uh, leverage of technology you know uh, i also believe that most of the parliamentarians are not uh, you know adequately uh, i would say uh they don't have the expertise to operate uh, such things and uh, during the covid times i'm not very sure that uh, their houses or the secretaries uh, secretaries they had were in the full uh, working operation so uh, i could uh, you know go along with arnab in this point ki uh, we we did not have a secure network and that is that but uh, apart from this excuse now let's just talk about the uh, falling productivity of parliament in general okay i have some yes. points so uh, i'll i'll just Point that out. Uh, so, number of days have come down, you know, of yes. Parliament, and I'm, I'm I'm excluding this COVID year, and then I'm quoting my uh, facts. So, number of working days in Parliament, they were 137 in 1953, and they were yes. just 67 in 2019, 2018-19, you know, the year of elections. So that is one. Uh, second thing is, you know, uh, politics of disruption, and this is what is presently going on. Like even in these number of days, uh, there have been walkouts that have been staged by the opposition parties. You know, instead of Uh, cooperating and discussion the matter. What they do is, yeah. No, no, this point invalid. Eh? Because this was a point. Because uh, in in the earlier Lok Sabha, UPA two, me there was a coalition government. So walkouts mm-hmm. really mattered. But right now, mm-hmm. walkouts don't matter because BJP alone has enough strength to constitute a quorum of the house. So, this means walkouts don't really matter. Even if the no, walkout, they no. still do the session. The- the point is yeah they they can still do the session uh, the point is not only about the session it is about the decreasing productivity of uh, lok sabha see if uh, apart from this rajya sabha you know uh, since 2020 the bjp is in majority in both the houses right uh, even in the rajya sabha and the lok sabha but before this 2020 rajya sabha retirement the one third sessions the previous one uh, bjp was not in absolute majority in rajya sabha you know mm-hmm. so even yeah. during that time uh, there was this walkout sessions that were conducted by opposition parties uh, that could have led to uh, many of the bills you know uh, not passing through uh, which they went through unilaterally uh, example being the farmer uh, bill yeah, right. that is one apart from that uh, you know uh, the law making uh, th- that is the most important part of the lok sabha has ceased mm-hmm. to occupy the most important uh, i would say time frame so 48% uh, time in first lok sabha was given to law making the deliberation the discussions you know uh, compared to 14% in 14th lok, uh, lok sabha you know that 2005 and uh, this is the trend that is going on then comes this uh, standing committee 
uh, trend. So just before this agriculture bill, there were multiple bills, uh, two bills exactly, uh, that were passed re regarding the agriculture. One was the 2003 Protection of Plant Varieties, and there was another bill regarding MSP. So both were referred to parliamentary committees, and as you have mentioned, you know, uh, you, you had given an example. Just like that, these bills uh, took their own time, some seven to eight months, and then they were framed. So this is one thing, and uh, I think so you're right in the sense that uh, the absolutism nature of the government has taken over their heads and you know they are passing bills without uh, deliberation and discussion with no one to stop so this is one thing uh, apart from that i have multiple uh, other things but another important thing that i just want to point out is the uh, declining i would say use of question hour the first hour it was suspended during uh, last parliament when it was conducted you know uh, after the covid crisis in september so the uh, parliament uh, Mr. Modi had, you know, uh, basically the whip had convened that we won't be conducting a question hour this time due to the uh, positive of time. And uh, apart from that, uh, you know, question hour is the first answer, uh, first hour where the questions are deliberately asked uh, right after the zero hour, basically. So where the questions are asked and uh, suspending such an important uh, parliamentary tool, I think so, is also one of the reasons that the uh, trend and quality of the parliamentary discussions are going down. So it is just that, so you know, you cannot be questioned. That is Haan, exactly, exactly. So, which I want to bring in from USSR. So, uh, after Stalin died in 1953, Nikita Gorbachev took over. So, when he was speaking in the whatever is like the communist counterpart for the parliament, uh, somebody in the back row just stood up and started shouting at him. And uh, he was like, what, what have you changed since Stalin? Things are still the same. Yeah, oh, so, uh, Nikita Gorbachev was like, at least now you can stand up and ask me a question. Uh, under Stalin, you, you couldn't have asked me a question also. So, uh, so, so the point being that uh, uh, towards the right wing, uh, I, I think this has gone too far and, and any criticism is taken as anti-national. So, so th this is not the right spirit and, and this is not the way a democracy uh, should be, uh, like uh, a democracy should take place. So uh, right now, the falling, uh, you know, uh, our falling rating in the democracy uh, indexes around the world uh, is, is also a testament to, to the same fact. And uh, when our institutions are decaying uh, internally, then uh, it, it points to a wider problem. And this needs to be addressed on priority. So, right. um, yeah. Uh, sorry, you were saying something. There's this quote, uh, again, by Chief Justice, ex-Chief Justice, you know, uh, yeah. Deepak, by Mr. Deepak Sahar. So uh, what was this? The quote was, dissent is the safety valve of democracy, you know, and that is what is missing in this parliamentary session. There are top Democrats, uh, so-called Democrats uh, that, that are elected by us, you know, the people that represent us, you know, they don't allow uh, the voice or the dissent of people to come out. So I think so that is what it is not only degrading the quality of parliamentary sessions and bills that are being passed, but also degrading and tarnishing the image of India as a democratic country. You know, uh, so yes, I think so these, these are few reasons. There are infinite more, like you can even go on saying criminalization of politics, less representation of women. But these are the major issues regarding the parliament and the quality of bills that is going down, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 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 so let's, let's stop this discussion here. Uh, unless if you guys have any last comments to add, uh, we can take those. And there is an audience question, uh, which, which let's take it. It's from Ravi Bea. Hi, hi, Bea. So uh, he, he's Hello, asking uh, what best describes a productive parliament? So, uh, productive parliament, as, as we covered, like uh, one of the things is that how many bills are scrutinized effectively. Because if they bill, then parliament is passing. So, when it is passing, is it making any changes? Is it scrutinizing? Is it referring to it some committee or to some expert taking their feedback? 
चेंजिंग द थिंग्स इन द बिल अगर वो बिल जैसा मिनिस्टर ने प्रेजेंट किया वैसा ही अप्रूव हो जाए तो दैट दैट अमाउंट टू लेस प्रोडक्टिविटी और वैसा हो रहा है क्योंकि इस पार्लियामेंट में इलेवन परसेंट ऑफ द बिल्स टू दमिटी अर्लियर इट इंग्स टू बी सिक्सटी टू सेवेंटी परसेंट सो इन यूपीए टू फॉर एग्जाम्पल इट वॉज सेवेंटी वन परसेंट सो 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 दैट कैन बी डिस्क्राइब समथिंग एज एज प्रोडक्टिव बिकॉज देर आर मोर डिसेंट एंड आर्ग्यूमेंट्स गोइंग ऑन ऑन द फ्लोर ऑफ द हाउस All right. So, and, so with uh, that, I, I would uh, just yeah. like to add one more point to Ravi Bhaiya's only, and uh, this can only be done, you know, when the number of sessions that Parliament conducts uh, increases. You know, uh, if if you only conduct session for say sixty-seven days, that is two months, approximately two months, or say three months uh, out of twelve months. Mm-hmm. So you cannot scrutinize much more bills. You have to pass bills uh, without scrutinizing. You know, you don't have the time to uh, scrutinize bills. so that increases the productivity if you scrutinize more bills and ha passing more bills is uh, something like more efficient but you know uh, we have to be more productive that is the point of uh, democracy basically so that is uh, something okay so uh, akhil okay. is also requesting so let, we'll, we'll just let him come in for a minute so next topic uh, arnab do you want to take it or pandar uh, do you do you want to take it I have a very interesting topic, but I would like Arnav to take it. Uh, is Arnav? Yeah. So uh, I let us take up the yeah. Suez Canal issue. So right now, okay. what is happening is that there's a ship uh, stuck in the Suez Canal, and it clearly shows out the deficiency that we have in the system. So something which I find quite interesting is that uh, your global logistics systems, or for example, low-cost carriers, they are highly optimized businesses. You know. They they are optimized to, to the second and to the dollar to get the most out of it. Now, do you see something very interesting in this? When you start optimizing a system, you actually make it so fragile to external disturbances. So there's one ship stuck in the Suez Canal, and all over the world, logistics is going crazy. And if you go into the aviation sector, same happens with low-cost airlines also. your fuel prices are high for a couple of months and you start getting news that airlines are going bust here and there so uh, if if we see uh, if we just look at it as a system uh, from a governance point of view also we should understand that efficiency does not always translate into something which is more robust so, yeah right okay so pandit uh, you so want to was, yeah yeah exactly and this is uh, the topic that i would take on uh, ravi bhaiya's question uh, we'll just you know answer after this suez canal the mm-hmm. chinese and cpc right so basically suez canal uh, it is approximately 152 years old system it was built in 1869 and uh, you know uh, it is considered to be one of the safest canals and uh, it cuts about a journey of uh, 5000 kilometers or i would say 13 transit days presently you know mm-hmm. and uh, the current situation is uh, the width of suez canal is uh, it varies somewhere from 205 to 225 meters while a ship of around 400 meters you know uh, has been stuck in the suez canal and due to the winds uh, the prevalent winds that are very prevalent in the uh, egyptian part the summer winds uh, i would say and uh, they have tilted the ship to uh, some degree and after that that ship has got stuck into the sands and it has created some sort of vacuum and the a uh, ship you know uh, of around 400 meters of length is diagonally uh, stuck in this suez canal and it has disrupted uh, all those channels and uh, it has been more than a week since the ship is stuck 
the ship uh, again if again quoting about the ship you know uh, it, it carries about uh, you can say uh, 200 trains of uh, containers where one train carries 100 containers just putting in numbers so it is a huge amount of ship which cannot be uh, i would say pulled away by the local or uh, unless some specialized uh, i would say towing is not done Uh, so th- that is the present situation uh, of what uh, has happened in the suez canal and why is it in news right now we'll just discuss about uh, what what is the situation of the suez canal and what is its importance to india and what can be done presently right so basically 50 to 60 days regularly pass through suez canal uh, this is one thing and uh, from indian perspective around 200 billion dollars of indian trade with the eu nations uh, every year uh, happens through this uh, suez canal right and even at present uh, around 10 billion of indian trades uh, worth of indian trade goods are stuck in that uh, region so there uh, there has been an advisory issued by the government of india to uh, follow the cape of good hope path you know so yeah. uh, suez canal uh, if if i'll talk in terms of map for our viewers uh, those who don't know so uh, between the uh, sinai peninsula the egyptian portion mm-hmm. and the saudi arabia there is this region from where you can cut and come to india right and there is another path that used to be followed before the construction of suez canal that was you know crossing all over from africa the tip of africa that is cape of good hope and then coming back to india so this was an extra journey of about 5000 kilometers so this is what suez canal had cut you know and uh, it was very efficient and it is uh, still efficient apart from this and uh, given uh, and it is also very safe because uh, apart from this incident uh, there there haven't been any major incidents in last 150 years uh, after the op- uh, operation except of- the except the yom kippur war I, I mean, so that, when that, Israel that, and yeah, that that is something that is something interesting. That that also I'll mention because it is just interesting uh, at the end of the debate. You know, if we have time, yeah. right? So uh, this has happened now. That uh, now again, that I'm uh, telling is that ship has gone and uh, it has gone struck into the sand, and with the everyday passing, it is sinking in from the front part, and a vacuum is being created, which is not allowing it to refloat. A uh, news just two hours back uh, are that you know uh, some slight re uh, some slight sim- signs of refloating of the ships. have been seen but uh, you know just we uh, we have to just wait uh, as a consequence of this uh, fuel prices in eu have risen up that is obviously because you know that was the main route for transiting <laughs> prices in eu and and uh, even the route of suez canal has been doubled after 2015 but still such sort of incidents uh, i don't know uh, what to uh, do about that so we uh, asked why don't you chip in some yeah, point yeah yeah Yeah, so so uh, as as Ravi is mentioning here that uh, northern part of Suez Canal में दो lane बना दी थी Egypt में in some years back. So if it was stuck in the northern part, then it wouldn't have been a problem because the other side वाली खाली होती थी. लेकिन अब क्या हुआ है कि southern part के अंदर it has gotten stuck. And I think it will make for a very good trigonometric question कि अगर 225 meters की wide canal है और 400 meter का shape है तो किस angle पे stuck होगा? So but this this is going to take a long टाइम क्योंकि इट इज अ लोडेड शिप एंड जो उसको पुल करने के लिए जितनी स्ट्रेंथ चाहिए उसके लिए 80 यू नो वो वाले वेसल्स चाहिए जो शिप्स को पुल करते हैं एंड द कनाल इज जस्ट नॉट वाइड इनफ टू अकोमोडेट 80 वेसल्स ऑफ दैट काइंड इन ऑर्डर टू पुल द शिप सो सम काइंड ऑफ मैनेजमेंट नीड्स टू बी डन वेयर द बॉक्सेस नीड टू बी टेकन ऑफ या फिर उसकी फ्यूल को थोड़ा कम करना पड़ेगा बट गोइंग बैक टू अर्नब्स पॉइंट कि व्हेन वी ओवर एफिशिएंट मतलब जब हम चीजों को ओवर एफिशिएंट बना देते हैं and uh, this is what all the mba colleges teach ki uh, how to increase the efficiency then any small uh, you know external uh, disturbance which comes in which has not been accounted for uh, वैसे disturbance aake pure system ko basically crush kar sakti hai so the more you make it 
uh, efficient, the more fragile the system becomes. And and uh, uh, I I think uh, this also goes back to some of the thought in uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb's writing. But uh, global shipping is definitely a very uh, you know uh, a system which has been cost minimized to the nth degree. Because uh, almost from year 1500, uh, uh, you know countries like Portugal have been uh, out out there shipping and trading. Uh, in long distances, so by now the system is very well evolved. Uh, it it uh, it has efficiencies all over the place, and this is like the main artery of the world because it connects the west to the east. So uh, as we see that the developing nations are in the east and the developed nations are in the west. So there is a lot of passing of goods which happens from from this area, and that can now not happen because of the Suez Crisis. And uh, like people in the 19th century had the good sense. To, to build the Suez Canal, and uh, for 150 years we have not had the sense to, uh, you know, expand it or increase it or or uh, get some other way to do it. Uh, but but this this crisis will will correct that, and and after this we can expect because the amount of loss that has already happened is enough to build another Suez Canal. So uh, the the Egyptian uh, president, uh, I'm forgetting his name, I think it was Sisi, uh, he. When he dug the second uh, second lane in the northern part of the canal, it only costed nine billion dollars. But uh, right now, the loss is already uh, like close to that uh, from the time that the ship is stuck and the global shipping is losing as much money. So, uh, so again, uh, this is a crisis uh, and uh, something that has not happened before. And uh, yeah, eight percent of global trade. Uh, yeah, uh, that is right. But still, eight percent is a lot, and it keeps those ships stuck for a longer time. And so that they can't, you know, have uh, deliver other products. So it has second-order effects. So not just because uh, the particular trade is getting longer, but also because those ships will be kept busier for longer time, and then they can't contribute back back to the trade. So I think the long-term effects of the Suez Canal are going to be much bigger. And uh, let's just see how long it takes. Uh, if if there are some good news, then it's fine. But I have heard some estimates which say that it will take two to three years to 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 get the ship moving. So it can take anywhere between a week and two to three years. Uh, that is the beauty of the real world. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think we can with with that we can close it. If if uh, Arnab has any uh, final thoughts he would like to add. No, that's it. Okay. Yeah, so Indians will say, "Cut, beat, ke two, three years, we will ship it." Anyway, let's go forward. Ravi, Ravi, is your question? You know, uh, the CPEC yeah. and China. uh thing mm-hmm. so bhaiya uh, basically china is building the cpec just to connect its uh, this transit along with the uh, gwadar port uh, of pakistan you know uh, because gwadar port is located in pakistan aur abhi jo china ke paas jitna bhi fuel consumption aata hai middle east se uska abhi jo current rasta hai wo yahi hai wo aata hai sri lanka hoke fir wo jata hai ye jo philippines फिलीपींस होके वो जो वहां से रीराउट होके और वो ईस्टर्न चाइना में लैंड करता है तो उनके पास कोई रास्ता नहीं है मतलब इतना बड़ा और अगर कल को किसी ने वो कैनाल बंद कर दी एग्जैक्टली कैनाल ऑफ व्हाट इज दैट नेम वो जो स्ट्रेट ऑफ हॉर्मोस तो उस साइड होगी जो उस साइड है साउथ चाइना सी में फिलीपींस के साथ क्योंकि अब वैसे भी चाइना जाके पंगे लेता रहता है उनके साथ तो अगर उन्होंने मलाका स्ट्रेट तो चाइना स्ट्रेट ऑफ मलाका तो उनका सब कुछ रुक जाएगा चाइना का तो इसलिए चाइना क्या कर रही है सीपीसी बना रही है जो कि इंडियन बाउंड्री से जा रहा है इस बात पे इंडिया को ऑब्जेक्शन भी है 
और वो बस डेवलपमेंट का नाम प्रोजेक्ट कर रही है कि देखो हम डेवलपमेंट कर रहे हैं हम कनेक्टिविटी बढ़ा रहे हैं जबकि एक्चुअल में देखें तो ग्वादार पोर्ट पाकिस्तान का है सीधा पाकिस्तान से वो पूरा तेल पाकिस्तान में लाएंगे और वहां से सीधा चाइना बाय रोड सीपीसी के थ्रू या बाय रेल सब जो भी है हाईवे बना दिए उन्होंने मतलब ऐसे इफ यू लुक एट द रीजन मतलब इतने पहाड़ वाले रीजन है वहां पे भयंकर उन्होंने वो बना दिए हाईवे वगैरह सिक्स लेन हाईवे तो वहां पे ऐसे वहां से वो हो जाएगा तो ये उनका मेन रीजन है जो उनकी एनर्जी सिक्योरेंस है सिक्योरिटी है और इनफैक्ट ईरान और चाइना ने सबसे इंपॉर्टेंट बात है जस्ट अभी 50 साल के लिए कोई डील साइन की है ऐसे एनर्जी पच्चीस साल के लिए बहुत बहुत रिसेंटली मतलब क्योंकि इफ 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 देर इज नो ट्रैफिक पासिंग फ्रॉम द सुज कैनाल देन ट्रैफिक हैज टू गो थ्रू द सिल्क रूट दिस इज द लैंड रूट एंड एंड विच चाइना हैज सिग्निफिकेंट इक्विटी इन सो सो आई थिंक पुटिंग माय कॉन्स्पिरेसी हैट ऑन दिस कुड बी डन बाय चाइना ऑन पर्पस यू नो स्टिक इट इन द सुज कैनाल सो दैट मोर ट्रैफिक इज ट्रैवलिंग थ्रू सिल्क रूट सो जस्ट पुटिंग इट आउट देयर और मजेदार बात है द सीपेक पाकिस्तान क्लेम्स दैट वी आर डेवलपिंग इन योर रीजन सो यू हैव टू पे फॉर योर रीजन सो दैट इज वन थिंग यू नो और उसके लिए फिर वो लीज पे ले लेगा सौ साल के लिए और फिर हो गया काम श्रीलंका मतलब कोई भी शिप जो ईस्ट से वेस्ट जा रहा है हमन टोटा होके जाता है सो वैसे एक पोर्ट को लीज पे देना इसलिए कॉमन सेंस है यार कौन देता है वैसा पोर्ट लीज पे नहीं बिकॉज़ बिकॉज़ दे हैव गन टू देयर हेड राइट दे हैव अ डेट व्हिच दे नीड टू एक्सट्रैक्ट सो तो चाइनीज हैव अ यू नो दे हैव द पोजीशन ऑफ पावर सो सो इट्स इट्स नॉट श्रीलंका व्हिच इज गिविंग इट अवे इट इज टेकन अवे चाइना व्हिच इज टेकिंग इट या ओके एनीवेज था you know so it is uh, 50 years of the establishment of bangladesh and the bangladesh ties so uske baad modi had visited and uh, he was the first indian dignitary uh, who had visited the uh, i would say the uh, mosque or jo grave of muzaibuddin rahman and muzaibuddin whatever his name sheikh muzaibuddin ha yaar whatever he is so banga bhasha that, that is what they call him banga bandhu ha banga bandhu i i am very frustrated with these bengali names अरे ब्रो अर्नब इज बंगाली अरे अरे आई बोलने मेरे को तीन साल लगे थे भाई तो दिस इज़ वन थिंग छोड़ो तो 
uh, after the covid uh, lockdown that uh, prime minister has visited i would say foreign nation that he has visited so modi ji ke trips fir se shuru ho chuke and the third thing is the time of visit is during the uh, west bengal election so that ha, is uh, something very uh, fishy uh, that again uh, uh, arnab would point out that you know uh, how does it impact and uh, i think this is something which easily can't control ab ye to international affairs wali baat ho gayi to isme election commission ka kya kehna hai isse election commission kuch bol hi nahi sakta to modi is using his his power to do his bidding so which is also expected election commission ka appoint kisne kiya main kuch nahi bol raha lekin the thing is you know it is not a violation of model code of conduct that is and this has been pointed out by mamta banerjee that it should be counted as a violation of model code of conduct because there are elections going on in uh, west bengal which is uh, very highly uh, affected by the politics that is uh, brewing up in their uh, neighbor country that is bangladesh and india has also promised to give them about 12 lakh uh, doses of covid vaccine for free as a gesture of goodwill so uh, that that is something uh, uh, that has been taken up anyways so uh, i would like to take up these views from uh, vyas and arnab please go ahead Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so before Arnab, uh, uh, before we hear it from Arnab, uh, I would just like to add one thing, which is that uh, India-Bangladesh border used to be a contested issue, but it was Sheikh Hasina when she came in as the Prime Minister that the border issue was resolved, and India was able to redeploy the troops uh, which were present on the India-Bangladesh border because India-Bangladesh border is an inhabited border, at least on the uh, side of West Bengal. So uh, there are villages there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that is why. Uh, another meeting at two minutes. Okay. 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 Chip in your points. Chip in your points before go, uh, going in for two minutes. You know what do you feel about this Bangladesh? Okay. See, uh, that's pretty clear. That the West Bengal election, with it was well timed with that. Okay. And uh, we shouldn't forget that uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in the bordering uh, districts are from bangladesh bangladeshi immigrants so definitely if it does go to bangladesh it does impact uh, you know the elections in india also mm-hmm. so that's uh, one point but uh, somehow it turned out the other way he wasn't expecting so when so much you know uh, anger against him but yeah it happened chat thodi hai mamta ji ka right All right, Anup. Uh, thank you for showing up All and right. thank you for contributing your wisdom. Uh, we'll go on for a little bit more. So see you. Bro. Yeah. I'll just call you bye. later. Bye, bye, bye. So uh, going back to the India-Bangladesh relations. So I, I was saying that the uh, India-Bangladesh border it is an inhabited border. We, we share 4100 kilometers of uh, you know uh, border with Bangladesh, and and uh, resolving the boundary issues there was key. क्योंकि जो उधर ट्रूप डिप्लॉय थे उनको फिर इंडिया चाइना बॉर्डर पे या इंडिया पाकिस्तान बॉर्डर पे रीडिप्लॉय कर पाए हम तो दिस दिस हैज बीन बेनिफिशियल एंड इंडिया बांग्लादेश टॉयज हैव बीन प्रोग्रेसिंग इन द राइट डायरेक्शन फॉर फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम नाउ एंड आई आई जस्ट सो एन इंटरव्यू ऑफ डॉक्टर एस जयशंकर वी आर एक्सचेंजिंग एनर्जी वी आर यूजिंग बांग्लादेशी पोर्ट्स to trade uh, for 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 goods from northeast so uh, and he was also saying that india bangladesh ties are key for the development of northeast kyunki jo jo bhi northeastern states hain if you connect them through the chicken neck so it becomes too long so for a state like tripura uh, bangladesh is a great boon and good india bangladesh relations are going to help the development of tripura so and and of course there is the historical symbolism that uh, uh, 1971 ko 50 saal ho gaye and and 
uh, in India is now focusing on look east, and look east sort of begins with Bangladesh. So, uh, it, it, like, uh, and and we have shared history, shared culture, shared languages. So uh, all of these uh, points play into the relations, and uh, it is at least the one country with which uh, our relations are progressing in the right direction. We cannot say that uh, for uh, like we can say that for Pakistan now, but uh, not earlier, and uh, not Nepal, not China, and uh, Myanmar. We know what is happening. So uh, Bangladesh is like uh, one of our very important. Uh, Uh, diplomatic assets. So, so, so uh, it it should be looked at in that light. And uh, the time at which this comes, which is just before the West Bengal elections, uh, certainly has like political vibes to it. But at the same time, it was like the 50th anniversary, and uh, having India, uh, Indian prime ministers there made a lot of sense because all the other prime ministers from from neighboring countries were also coming. So, I I, I think Modi just got lucky uh, with the timing of the election or. Uh, the EC might have scheduled the election <laughs> just uh, just when the uh, Bangladesh fiftieth uh, anniversary was coming up. So any of that could have happened. It's it's India. It's it's our semi-democracy at work again. So yeah, yeah. Uh, also, also uh, along uh, with in, India and Bangladesh relations, since we are discussing it, in uh, Bangladesh is the largest trade partner in South Asia. Uh, the right. largest trade partner of India is Bangladesh and South Asia. Uh, we have mm-hmm. around 54 cross uh, country cross nation rivers between india and bangladesh and i think so there is a treaty only on one that is the tista so yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. contentious issue apart from the border which exactly. has been resolved uh, which needs to be resolved you know because india is a upper riparian in most of the uh, nations uh, most of the rivers sorry uh, means all the rivers that flow into bangladesh they come from indian sides so the building yeah. of dams and everything and the usage of water in those rivers and uh, i would say sudden release of water it impacts the bangladeshi uh, people so uh, india should also be considerate about these points while uh, dealing it uh, dealing with bangladesh and then there is this issue of rohingya uh, you know the uh, myanmar uh, people and they have been accommodated by bangladesh uh, which are now slowly flocking in uh, into the boundaries of uh, assam and there are these mia muslims Uh, basically, uh, that that are recently in use uh, these illegal migrants. Basically, so India needs to have a holistic, uh, I would say, discussion on all these aspects. And uh, again, uh, as uh, not only active policy, uh, my Bangladesh is also our second way uh, to northeast after Chicken Neck. You know, the seventy right. kilometer wide uh, corridor. So I think so. India uh, needs to have a holistic uh, discussion regarding this. All these issues with Bangladesh, which can be very easily solved, they are all low hanging fruits. You know, and uh, they can easily be. Uh, you know, uh, taken uh, into account, and the second thing is the timing of this election. Yeah, it might sound a bit odd, but uh, uh, again, there were two occasions. One was this 50 years of Bangladesh uh, independence, and second was the 100 years uh, of uh, his birthday, Mr. Uh, again, you know who, Bangabandhu, Mr. Bangabandhu, Muzaiwin Rehman. So, <laughs> sorry, I cannot. Say yeah. so that that is this is one thing uh, you know so I think so yeah timing might uh, be a bit odd but uh, in the long run uh, for Bangladesh as a nation for India uh, the relations are uh, very necessary right exactly exactly uh, we are all in agreement there and uh, I I think with that we can close the India Bangladesh uh, topic so right. uh, things are progressing in the right direction uh, one more fun fact is bangladesh has overtaken india in per capita gdp mm-hmm. so uh, an average bangladeshi earns more than the average indian 
so uh, we should keep that in mind when we are talking to bangladesh uh, because now they are ahead of us at least in terms of prosperity right all right so uh, uh, do you have anything else or uh, no, do you have a topic no, I, I i would again discuss about that egypt and israel i could discuss about that that is a fun story to discuss uh yeah let's let's just go back to the egypt israel uh, relations right so basically uh, suez canal uh, is a part of egyptian boundary and mm-hmm. and also i would again like to discuss about israel uh, as such because i have few points and few discussions that uh, i need uh, your attention on you know i need mm-hmm. uh, some views that you could uh, help me mm-hmm. with so uh, uh, we we'll just talk about egypt israel relations and not only egypt israel we'll talk about israel relations and the emerging trend of Uh, the neighbors if organizing israel i'll point out those neighbors and how why us is uh, meddling in between and how is it making it better for israel right so basically egypt israel relations uh, very simple so there was this uh, it, uh, very small fragile nation that uh, that was uh, made independent in 1948 uh, approximately if i remember correctly and that was egypt and it was only 5 days old when it was attacked by a combined uh, strength of three or four uh, nations the jordan and uh, all these nations including egypt and this nation responded with all its might and defeated all those nations combined so that that was israel for you right and uh, after that there was a 1967 war with egypt the egypt israel war where egypt occupied an uh, where israel occupied an area of uh, egypt that was twice the size of israel sinai peninsula sinai peninsula including the suez canal yeah right so uh, a country like israel occupying an area twice its size in egypt and after that giving that area back to that nation for no reason just in uh, you know uh, only thing that they had asked is that uh, from now onwards we'll maintain our peace uh, relations and peace treaty that was in 1987 and that was the egypt israel peace treaty but uh, both the nations uh, premiers were killed by the respective governments uh, one for giving and one for accepting it but still uh, that that is the suez canal and uh, uh, you know israel and suez canal basically suez canal revenue is so much Uh, that uh, israel uh, this egypt uh, gdp is you know i think so about one third of gdp of the northern egypt uh, egyptian region is covered from the suez canal earning so uh, mm-hmm. this is one thing but apart from that the question uh, that actually begs the pardon is you know israel has been recognized by multiple nations so it was jordan uh, earlier uh, it was egypt that i have talked about but in the last four months of last year uh, four nations have uh, recognized israel as a part you know, one is uh, uae the second is south sudan uh, the next is morocco and uh, there is this bahrain that had occupied uh, recognized along with uae in the abraham accords right so what do you think uh, are uh, motivating these uh, nations to recognize israel and why is the us uh, meddling in the affairs of israel with along, uh, along nations and making it favorable for israel to be recognized by all these nations or uh, should i put it in bad word words what stake does us has in israel so uh, <laughs> us has all the stake in israel if 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 israel was a startup us has all the equity us is like 100% owns the startup so uh, because if if you if you go back to the history of israel and when it was created after the second world war as the homeland of the jews uh, then uh, there were reasons why it was created just in this area and and it was the western powers basically france uk and the us uh, which, which had colluded to to create this specific special area uh, just for the jews as, as they were oppressed people 
uh, you know uh, during hitler's time and also under stalin's reign also so so this was created as a homeland for the jews where jews could migrate from from europe uh, it it was right on the mediterranean sea and uh, it it ha- it had the you know uh, uh, jerusalem was basically part of israel which is like the birthplace of jesus and all the abrahamic religions basically started jerusalem so so it had all of these factors going for it and then now it has become really important for the us because the middle east is an uh, is a scene of uh, great drama and uh, uh, like things are changing in the middle east everyone has uh, vested interests in the middle east and usa's interests uh, begin and end with israel so basically israel is the proxy for us in the middle east uh, part of the world where uh, basically uh, those countries which are having so much trouble there uh israel is like the stabilizing factor and it is backed by the us and uh israel is also a nuclear power so so close relations with israel makes sense because you don't want that nuclear power to go to other states in the middle east uh because that will create real havoc and and it is like one of the uh, great tinder boxes of 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 the world and and if any kind of uh, violence starts there then it has a huge chance of get flaring up over the whole area and then it it has so many vested interests from around the world iran with china and then india also with israel and uh, you know there are the islamic countries there uh, which can unite and there is the shia and the sunni uh, fight between the islamic countries also so so a lot is going on and there are some tribes like the kurds as well so so a lot of warring states it's kind of like medieval europe where where there are a lot of powers fighting with each other for control and in in such a scenario israel becomes really important for the us because it is uh, the us's hand uh, in 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 the middle east relations and and us being a global power wants to dictate where where the middle east relations go and uh, israel is a way to achieve that also i have this thing that uh, does israel as a lobby or the i would say the people of israel uh, since they are i would say affluent very affluent people do they as a lobby play a very important role in the uh, politics of usa yeah i i think it can go both ways also because uh, i i think jews have been a very important community uh, in in the us for a long time right now and uh, the crea- whole creation of israel might have been done by the lobby of the jews which were very powerful after the uh, industrialization of us which happened uh, like early in the 20th century uh, when they started building all of these uh, cars and uh, new technologies such as washing machine uh, telephone and so on so when all of these things came in, uh, in in the us it was the jewish bankers who were basically financing the whole thing and they they had become a very powerful class within the us so after the second world war it was us which was arguing strongly for a homeland for the jews and uh, th- that relationship cuts both ways i i think uh, those people have interest in israel and and uh, they they play a part in us domestic politics as well so 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 that is a uh, very plausible scenario right right, right. so uh, i think so uh, that is it from my side for uh, the, mm-hmm. today's discussion you know a very yeah. i would like to thank ravi bhaiya specifically you know mm-hmm. oh say bahut dino baad aaye and you know chip in to make this uh, discussion interesting as a making it and uh, thanks to arnav uh, i think so we'll be joined by raj krishna from the uh, next week onwards uh, possibly on regular basis if if that can uh, be sustained but i'm not very sure about that no again is raj krishna mm-hmm. and uh, happy holi sure right yeah happy holi we didn't do this the whole bro <laughs> <laughs>
uh, that needed to be done. And also, I have this quote. Uh, I don't know it is totally unrelated, but uh, it might motivate uh, all these people who think that they are not worth it or something like that. You know. Okay. So I, it's it's a it, it's few line in Hindi that I have just read, and uh, you know, I found it interesting. So. ऐसा कुछ वो नहीं है इट्स करना ही है और लगे रहना एनी थिंग एंड एवरी थिंग इन टर्न अराउंड सो एक्टली bilkul great note to 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 stop today's uh, show on and uh, thank you uh, for coming online and uh, sharing your views on this and also to arnab uh, for contributing yeah, so arnab, you guys uh, can check you, this arnab. episode out mm-hmm. and also check out our other episodes uh, so uh, this was episode 18 uh, all done take care bro okay bye bro